Good morning, everybody. Did the source sheet get around? Did everybody have a source sheet? And a Tanakh, which we'll be using a lot today. Birshut Morai Rabotai. Birshut Talmidotai, whom I learned Yoter Mikulan. I see it's a pleasure to see many of you here. I'd like to start out with the second source on our source sheet. A discussion in Chazal regarding Tehillim. You can hear in the back? Better? Let me get drop louder. Tan Rabbanan. Kol shirot v'tishbechot she'amar David b'sefer Tehillim. Rabbi Eliezer Omer keneged atzmo amaran. Rabbi Yehoshua Omer keneged tzibur amaran. There's a discussion in the second source. Who did David HaMelech have in mind when he said, when he composed these Pirkei Tehillim? According to the first opinion, Keneged Tzibur, Keneged Atzma he said for him, he has himself in mind. According to another opinion, he has Am Yisrael, the community in mind. Kam Chachamim and say, Chachamim Omrin, Yesh Mehen Keneged Tzibur, Yesh Mehen Keneged Atzma. Ha'amurot b'lishon yachid keneged atzmo. Ha'amurot b'lishon rabim keneged tzibur. Says there, you're right and you're also right. They are pirkei tehillim that David HaMelech says when he composed them, he has in mind Am Yisrael. And they're pirkei tehillim when he, when he composed them, he has in mind himself. How do we know which is which? When it's written b'lishon yachid, Chachamim say, he has himself in mind. What I think no one would disagree with is the Pirkei Tehillim, that not only are they written in Lishon Yachid, but Pirkei Tehillim, that in the title were given the exact circumstance as to when they were composed. And we have about 12 of those Pirkei Tehillim, and I'd just like you to quickly open up to Perik Tehillim, Perik Nun, to that area. 50. To the area of the of the fifties. Let's start with fifty-one. Perak nun aleph. I'm just going to be reading the first verse, first two verses. Lam natzeach mizmor ledavid bevoilav natan hanavi kasher ba el batsheva. So this perak takes place right after chet David uvatsheva. Perak nun bet pasuk bet bevodo eg haadumi vayagel shaul vayomelo ba David el beit achimelech. So one another story which we're going to be discussing at length today. Perak Nun Gimel took place in Carmel when he goes to the house of Naval and Abigail. Amar Naval Bilibo. Perak Nun Dalid. Shaul Halo David Mistater Imanu. And so on and so forth. We have a good 12th Perakim which were told exactly when they were said. Now there is a discussion among researchers and among the Mefarshim whether David composed, whether the title that this parak took place in the cave, or this parak took place in Gat, was an original title of David. Perhaps David wrote the parak, and a later on, later on, Chazal felt, I don't know if David said this in a me'ara or not, but this would have been the right parak to say in the me'ara. Right? It said, I don't know if David HaMelech said this when Natan Hanavi came to him, but... Had David, this, this is Matim. This fits in. And one of those Prakim is the parak that we're going to be doing today, chapter 34. A very well-known parak, parak Lamedalid. You say it on Shabbos in the Mizmorei Tehillah Shacharit. Open up to chapter 34. Le David 
Bishanoto et amo lifne avimelech vayegarshehu vayelach. And again, we'll say the same thing. I don't know if David really composed this at this event, but what we're going to try to see today is why this, why Chazal felt that this perik would have been the right perik, the exact right perik to say after the incident that we're going to study in Sefer Shmuel today with Avimelech. So our class is going to be divided into two today. The first part of the class, we're just going to study the uh, basic structure of the perek, a few difficult words, and then we're going to go into the historical background of the perek in Sefer Shmuel and wrap it all up uh, back to perek Lamed Dalid. The perek is an acrostic perek. It's written in the order of the Aleph Bet with a few... Uh, couple things that are missing or added in our acrostic. For example, the letter Vav is missing here. Um, and let's read, let's read. L'david b'shanoto etamo lifnei avimelech. L'shanot ta'am. Ta'am means two words, two different things in Hebrew. Ta'am means taste, but it also means it is, it's sense. Which they, they're connected etymologically. It's a type of, the sense is a taste. So this is referring when David had changed his senses, a well-known story, which we'll get to later on, in front of Avimelech. There is no king named Avimelech that we know of. There's a king named Achish Melech Gat. Now clearly, whoever wrote this title, Bishanotolifnei Avimelech, could have opened up the Tanakh and see that there is no king named Avimelech and put in the correct name. Why was Avimelech chosen as the king? Just the basic answers that it's given, and we'll give a different answer as we progress in our studies, is that Avimelech is a generic name for all Plishti kings, just like Paros, the generic name of the Egypt, uh, the Egyptian king. Avimelech is the Giti king. The Plishti kings, their generic name is Avimelech, as we know from Sefer Bereshit, Avimelech Melech Grar, a Plishti, a well-known Plishti king. So this incident is the incident when David changes his senses, and Avimelech kicks him out and David leaves. I'm going to read this very briefly because I, my, I really want to get to the, uh, the meat of the perek. Avarcha et Hashem bechol et tamit tihilato befi ba'adonai titalal nafshi yishmu'u anavim v'yismahu. If any of you ever had uh, children or grandchildren that study for Bagriot in Tanakh, a question that teachers like to ask, which I said I will never ask my students that question, and that is, what type of peric is this? Is this a mizmor shevach, mizmor tihila, mizmor? What is the third? Bakasha. Those are the three types. Is this a is this a praise of God? Is the Thanksgiving peric? What type of peric is it? From just reading the, if we only read the first sentence or first two three sentences, what is the sense that we would get? What type of mizmor is this? Shevach, right? Hoda'ah. But if we look further into the Perek, we'll see if there's some things that don't fit in with Shevach and Hoda'ah. <coughs> look into, um, let's look into verse 12. Pasik Yudbet. Lechubanim shim uli. Yirat Hashem alamedchem. Two psukim later, Netzor Lashoncha. Next pasuk, Surmera, Aseito, Bakesh. These are commandments. These are orders. This is not a mizmor bakasha. This is what we call a mizmor, a didactic mizmor. This is a mizmor. This is, a, this is the. I would say David Amalek is the. This is the first Musa Shmuz Tehillim that he's delivering. 
This is not a Mizmor Shevach. He's giving. The Chubanim, Shimuli, Alamedchem. Sur, do, do, don't. This is not Mizmor Bakasha. This is, he is clearly, when he's delivering this parak, he's not alone. There's an audience. And the, he's giving instructions to the audience as far as wh- how, how they should behave. Um, we see this also, and there's a double acrostic here. If you notice, we have the acrostic of the Aleph Bet. But what does the parak end with? What letter? Pei. Which is very puzzling that it should end with the letter Pei. Right? If you look at the very last verse, Podeh Hashem Nefesh Avada Velo Yeshmu Kol HaChosim Bo. It would have been nice, much nicer without that pasuk. So some explain we have that pasuk because we always want to end on a positive note. And the previous pasuk wasn't a positive note. It was talking about the destructions of David's enemies. So we have to end, so then we'll go out. But there's another explanation. If you take the first verse, the first letter of the acrostic, which would be Aleph, and if you take the middle, what would be smack in the middle? If there are 23 verses, the middle verse would be? Verse? No, would be, right, would be verse 12. Would be verse, right? And you take the last one, which would be pay. What letter do you have? Aleph. You take the Aleph, the middle one. The middle is always, in many Pirkei Tehillim, the middle verse tells you what the core of the Perak is. What is the middle verse of this parak? Let's just read it inside the middle verse, which would be Pasak Yudbet, Lechuvanim Shim Uli, Yirat Hashem Alamedchem. The letter Lamed Yirat Hashem Alamedchem. That's what the parak is about teaching Yirat Hashem. And if we take these three letters, Aleph, the word Aleph, what does it mean in biblical Hebrew? I, here, I, I, I will ask, I'm going to try not to ask you to open up, too, to flip around too much, but open up to Eov, Perek Lamed Gimel, Pasuk Lamed Gimel. Eov Lamed Gimel, Pasuk Lamed Gimel. The very, let's read, the very last, the last two psukim of the Perek. Lamed Gimel, Pasuk Lamed Gimel. When Elihu, one of, one of Eov's friends is speaking, and he says, Im yesh milin hashiveni, daber ki If you have what to answer, say so. Im ayin, if you have nothing to answer to my arguments, Eov, ata shmali hacharesh ve'a'alefcha chokma. What is le'alef? I will teach you. That's why we have the words aluf, right? We have the words aluf. What's aluf? Someone who studied well, a champion, is an aluf. How do you say to train uh, to train someone? Le'alef. David HaMelech refers alufi umiyudai. So to train someone. So we have a double acrostic here. Besides the regular acrostic, we also have the first letter, the center, and the end, which gives us the word aleph, which tells us that this is a didactic perek. This is a mizmor hora'ah. Let's go to pasuk bet. Avarachat Hashem bechol et. Of course, immediately comes to our minds. What perek does this echo in our minds? Ashrei yoshvei beitecha. Bechol yom avarchecha, right? Avarchat Hashem bechol et, avarchat Hashem bechol et, reminds bechol yom avarchecha. The Malbim points out that there is a difference, however, between 
Avarcha et Hashem bechol et, and bechol yom avarchecha. What is the difference? Bechol yom means every single day. Bechol et doesn't mean all the time. Et in Tanakh does not always mean time. It means under all circumstances. We're very, very familiar with that with Sefer Kohelet. Et le'ehov, et lisno, et liknos avanim, et lefazer, et milchama, et shalom. So there is a difference between what David HaMelech is saying in Ashrei Yoshvei Beitecha. In Ashrei Yoshvei Beitecha, David says, every day, I thank God. But he's saying here something very different. I will thank God under all circumstances, even when I'm in worse of circumstances, which we will soon, which we will shortly see. Okay, so David started out with this. But so that's why it's very different. This is not the Ashray. This is not a Thanksgiving um, parak. This is not. This has very, very different function. Let's continue reading briefly. Pasuk bet b'Hashem titalel nafshi yishmu anavim v'ismachu. Anavim are not humble people. Anavim we would use as miskenim from the word ani. Ani ve'evion. Anavim should hear. The miskenim, if they hear my story. They can rejoice. Gadlula Hashemiti. This proves further on that David HaMelech is speaking to a crowd of people. I'm very interested to hear who, which this crowd is. Gadlula Hashem. You exalt God together with me. So now we all want to hear what, what's all this excitement about. David says, I've seeked God and God has helped me. Mikol Megurotai. He saved me from all of my fears. Pasuk, the next Pasuk, Pasuk Vav, I think it's one of the most difficult Pasukim in this Perek. He Who's talking here? So if we're saying David's talking, what is David saying? Look up to him. Habitu elav v'naharu. And what will happen to you? What is nehora? Light. You will illuminate. Right? Dark is always bad in Tanakh. Light is always ge'ula. So if you look to him, you will illuminate. Ufnehem. And your faces will not have to be buried in the ground or buried in shame. However, that's very difficult, that explanation, even though many mefarshim explain it that way. Because David does not say, look up to him. What does it say in the word? He be too. And it doesn't say, your faces will not be ashamed. What does it say? Their faces. So it's a difficult pasuk. And therefore what we have here, the only way to understand this verse is in a beautiful way, is that we have a narrator explaining, telling us what is happening to the crowd that's listening to David. This is not David saying this pasuk. There's a few pasukim in this part that David is not saying. David is all excited. And then the narrator who's looking at this from the side, what does he see? He beat to elav, the people. It's describing the faces of the crowd. That's with David. He beat to elav. And what happens to them? Benaharu. They look to David and they could, and their faces shine because they see, oh, David was saved, maybe us too. Once they hear David, 
they no longer will be full of shame. Now, this is still a little bit difficult to understand because we don't know who this crowd is yet. But let's continue. Ze'ani kara v'hashem shamea u'mikol tzarotav hoshio. He was an ani. He was a person in need, and God listened. Who's speaking here? Clearly not David. How do I know that this pasuk is not said by David? Had it been David, he would have said, "Ani karati." I called out. In Tanakh, when you say "ze," what are you doing? You're up, you, up many times. You're pointing, and you're referring to someone else. So who's speaking here? The, either the narrator or the crowd that's listening. There's either the narrator or the crowd. They're saying, they're pointing to David. Look at David. He called out and God listened. The crowd, or maybe David is saying this, if it's it's not only David. We can all take this lesson and learn it for us. When we are in need, we can learn the lesson that David, what David just experienced if we turn out to God. Now, if the parak would have ended here, it would have made it much easier. But suddenly here, David really goes into the Musa Shmuz, and we have to ask why. Yiru et Hashem kedoshav ki ein machsor li'ereav. He's talking about fearing God. Kfirim rashu v'ra'evu. Kfir. What's a kfir? A lion. The lion, which is used as a metaphor for the strong and mighty people who are used to getting whatever they need by the, because of their, their, so, their awesomeness. So he says, the kfirim? I've seen many kfirim. But they are rush. They become rush. What are rush? They become poor, and they can be hungry. However, the Dorshei Hashem, those who seek God, they shall never lack. Lechubanim. Lechubanim doesn't mean go. It means yalla. Lechub in biblical language. You want to say, I'll say yalla in biblical language? That's lechubanim. Shim uli. Yirat Hashem alametchen. You all were just very moved by what I just said, how God looked out. But the way to achieve that relationship with God is through Yirat Hashem. What is Yirat Hashem? David says, I'll teach you what Yirat Hashem is. I will give you a lesson in Yirat Hashem. Now Yirat Hashem, he says, is not having bugs in your lettuce. Yirat Hashem is not... Um, let's see what is Yirat Hashem. Lechuvanim shimul Yirat Hashem. Not only will I teach you what Yirat Hashem is, there's an extra bonus. What I will teach you won't only teach you Yirat Hashem, it will also help. Not, it doesn't say a long life. It doesn't say a long life. 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 Ohev Yamim. If someone loves, has a desire for life, listen to my lesson. Um, what is the connection between all this and Yirat Hashem? I want you to open up and say, and see, I want to see what the concept of Yirat Hashem in Tanakh 
means. Open up to div, the very end of Tanakh in some publications. Divrei Hayamim Bet, Perik Yotet. During the, the Judean king Yehoshaphat, who attempts to fix the society's corruption. Um, I'll read from Pasuk Vav. Yoshafat is speaking to the judges. You can't be corrupt in justice. Whatever you, this is a, a, an offense against God if your corruption in ju- if you have ju- corruption. Hey, God does not accept this. This is an offense against God. He appoints judges in Yerushalayim and he commands these judges Yirat Hashem is basic moral behavior. I want to show, I want to see another example in some of these books that we really never get a chance to open up until we get to the Yemei Yun. So open up to Nehemiah Perek Hey. There was in Pasuk Tet. Open up to Nehemiah Perek Hey. And during the time of Nehemiah, there's great poverty in Yerushalayim. And they find it very difficult to pay the taxes to the Persian uh, uh, kingdom. And people have creditors and they, ha- and they end up paying. The only way they can pay is if they sell their children as slaves to Jews in order to pay the debts. In Perak Hay, we're not going to read the, uh, the entire Perak, but I wanted you to open up to Pasuk Tet in Perak Hay, where Nehemiah is speaking to the people. Vayomer, lo tov hadavar asheratem osim, halot biyirat elokeinu telechu, mecherpat hagoyim. So this is, this is not yirat elokim, the way you're behaving. And you should behave in yirat elokim. Go to Pasuk Tetvav in the same Perak. The hapachot, hapachot is the leaders, the person leaders from the word Pesha, Yechanya saying that the previous leaders, they took very high taxes. And I, Nechem says, did not do this. I did not oppress the people. Why? Right? And we know this from other stories that you might be more familiar, the Meyaldot. But Yirena Hamiyaldot et ha Elokim Yirat Elokim Yirat Hashem in Tanakh is a basic moral behavior. That's what it is, morality. Basic morality that's expected of um not just by the way of Jews, it's expected of humankind. Ah in Yirat Elokim. So that so here he's saying, I will teach you a basic and that fits in nicely with the with the examples that he's teaching. Nitzor the Shoncha Mera, Usfatecha Midaber Mirma, Sur Merava Seitov. And the question is, why are these the lessons that he chooses to teach 
in this parak after he's been to Gat. So in order to understand, we're going to be leaving now Sefer Tehillim and opening up to Shmuel Aleph, Perek Chaf Aleph. Shmuel Aleph, Perek Chaf Aleph. Our story takes place while you're opening to Shmuel Aleph, Perak Chaf Aleph. Our story in Shmuel Aleph, Perak Chaf Aleph, takes place after it's been very, made very clear to David that Shaul is going to kill him. And it's been made clear to Yonatan that Shaul intends on killing him. It's the Haftar that we read, Machar Chodesh. And let's read Perak Chaf Aleph, Pasuk Aleph. Vayakam vayelech, v'yehonatan bahair. Yonatan goes back home to his father, and David is going to leave the city. Vayavol David nove. It's not really clear where exactly nove is. It's somewhere perhaps near uh, Shuafat. It is south of Geva, of Shaul's area. He comes to nove. What do we have in nove? We have the Mishkan, Ira Kawanim, the Mishkan, not the Aron. The Aron is in Kiryati Arim, in Telstone. But we do have the Mishkan there. David Nove El, not to be confused with Avimelech, to Achimelech, but there is a play of words there, Achimelech HaKohen. He's greeted by Achimelech HaKohen. Vayecherad Achimelech Likrat David. And he's scared. Now that's a strange response. You see a prince, you should be happy. But there's a sense in the area, people are afraid. People are afraid. They're always, because Shaul leads, there's leads terror in the land. And people, and he's charade, and he sees David, says, what are you doing alone here? The prince, the son-in-law of the king. What does David answer? I was sent on a secret mission by the king. That's why I'm alone. And I'm meeting the king's servants at X. He uses the plate name X, right? Ploni Almoni, because he can't tell him the name because it's a secret mission. Now, the real reason he can't tell him the name because there really isn't no secret mission. But, so he tells, he's trying to align Achimelech to his, for his help. Let's read these Psukim. I'm in the middle of Pasuk, of the second verse, Pasuk Bet. No one should know. What do you have? What, what, what supplies here do you have? You must have something, some bread. What does he answer? Vayan hakohenet David. Vayomer, ein lechem chol el tachit yadi ki im lechem kodesh yesh im nishmura narim ach misha. No matter how you read this verse, it's a difficult verse because he's he he he's not talking clearly. When do you not talk clearly? When you're afraid, right? He he he's stuttering here. Ein yesh ki im lechem chol kodesh. He's clearly stuttering here because he's not a hundred percent sure. Should he be should he be helping David or should he not? What's going on here? No one wants to mess around with Shaul. 
what does David answer? Don't worry. He, he says, I can't give you lechem hapanim unless you're, you're, you're not tamay. David reassures him, we are not tamay. We can have of the lechem. Uh, he gives him the lechem chol. And by the way, this is just for our information. Visham ish me'avdei Shaul bayom hahu ne'etzar lifnei Adonai ushmo doeg ha'adomi abir haroim asher l'shaul. Listening to this whole conversation is a character named doeg ha'adomi. A character that we are yet to study quite a, a, a lot about him today. This Doeg HaEdomi, we're not really sure where is he from. From his last name, we would think he's from Edom. According to some commentators, he is an Edomite, an Edomi. And why does Shaul have an Edomi as one of his Avadim? He's probably a mercenary. He's a, what we call in Hebrew a Sachir Cherev. And we know in Tanakh, especially in Treyasar, that the Edomim were mercenaries. That's what they're about. They were Schirei Cherev. So whenever there's, so he's, he's hired help. That's one explanation as to why he is an Ed, why we have an, an Edomi. Another possibility is there's a place called Eduma, not far from, uh, Shiloh. And perhaps he is Doeg from Shiloh. But we will get back to him, but, we have, this person is in the background listening to the conversation and Pasuk Tet, David continues, well now that I have my bread, what else do I need? Vayomer David l'achimelech, and now who's stuttering here? Ve'en yesh po, what does it mean? Ein yesh po, tachad yadcha, either yesh or ein, what does it mean? Ein yesh po, tachad yadcha, chanito cherev? Now this is the most bizarre pasuk in the entire story. That David is coming into where? Into the Mishkan and saying, I need my, I, I need a cherev. What do we know about the Mishkan? Stones. Right? At the end of Parshas Yitra. We do not use stones that were carved with a knife. Because it is the antithesis of Mekom HaMishkan, which represents life. And what is David coming for? What I find bizarre is not only the fact, he, he doesn't say that he can't, anybody that comes to the Mishkan, what does he say they come to the Mishkan? To Davin. David doesn't come to Davin. He's coming to the Machsan Tzvai. He's coming to get food, Seda, and he's coming to get, maybe, do you have, do you have store here any Haravot in the Mishkan? <laughs> Now, clearly, when David knows that we don't store Haravot in the Mishkan, but also David knows that there one there is one sword that's stored in the Mishkan. Which sword is that? Goliath. He knows that when he says "Ein Yesh Cherev," it's a it's a little bit uh, deceiving. Achimel. He knows very well, and he's coming before that he came for that purpose, and. Um, I want us to open up to the story of Goliath, just one moment. Open up to, keeping one hand here, open up to Perak Yud Zion. Two, three pages before where we were holding. Pasuk Mem. Perak Yud Zion, Pasuk Mem. In Shmuel Aleph, two, three pages.
Okay. What does David take with him when he fights Goliath? Vayikach maklo biyado. He takes his staff. Vayivchar lo chamisha chalukei avanim. Does the number five ring a bell? We had five loaves of bread. That number five was supposed to make that connection. The five loaves of bread. Five chalukei nachal. And the, the cherev there, which ties us to this story. He takes the makel. Vayasamoto, he puts it in kli haroim. Pasuk mem aleph. Vayelech haplishti holech vekarevel david. The plishti comes closer and closer. Pasuk mem beth. Vayabet haplishti. He sees this david, which... So little nothing next to him. And the police he comes with David coming with his little stick, and what does Goliath say? Hakelevanuri, what am I a dog that you're coming to me with this little stick? You come to me with a cherem, chanit, different types of spears. V'chidon, I don't need any of that. What am I coming? Ani ba'alacha b'shem Hashem tzvakot elokei ma'arachot Yisrael asher cherafta. I don't need the cherem. I am coming b'shem Hashem elokei ma'arachot Yisrael, whom you have just blasphemed. Let's open up to Tiki. I'm keeping one hand here. Um, you can close, you can close Perek Yedzayim. Open up to Tehillim Perek Memdalid. Mem, Memdalid. 40, 44. 44 verse 4. What does David tell us in verse 44, in verse 4? Kilo becharbam yershu aretz uzroam. Their sword is not going to help them. Uzroam and not the strength. What is it? Yemincha, it is God that helps. Go to Pasuk Zion. Kilo bikashti evtach. I don't put my faith in my, in my bow. Vicharbi lo toshi eni. What will save me? Kihoshatani mitzarenu. You say this. Pasuk tet. Be'elokim hilal nukol hayom. I don't need the sword. What is happening to the David who doesn't need the sword, who enters the Mishkan looking for the sword? What happens to the Cherev Ein Beyad David? What is David? Oh, the only thing that David has in his hand is what? He always has the Kinor. Right? Kinor David Beyad David. Right? The Kinor that brings Ruach Elohim. That's what David. He never walks around. In Shmuel Aleph, in that the in the battle with the Plishti, it says Vecherev ain biyad David. He doesn't have the cherev. He never walks around with a cherev. Why is David searching now for a cherev? What happens to the cherev? Let's go back to our story. If you have different fingers, you just we're just going to be staying now in Shmuel Aleph, Perakhaf Aleph. Pasuk, Perakaf Aleph, Pasuk Yud, after he asked for the Cherev, Vayomer HaKohen, Cherev Goyata Plishti Asher Hikita Be'emek Ha'ila, just about less than 20, 18 minutes away from here. Hinehi Luta Vasimla Acharei Ha'efod. It's here behind the Efod. Now what does it mean Acharei Ha'efod? 
according to the Mabim says, he's trying to say, but first, before I give it to you, go to the ephod. What was the ephod used for? Take it, but only acharei ha-ephod. Acharei ha-ephod. But I'm not going to give it to you. What does he say? As opposed to the bread, what did it say about the bread? Did he give him the bread? He gave him the bread. The cherev, if you want to take it, you take it. I'm not going to give it to you. And it doesn't say that he gave. I assume David took it. He escapes to Plishtim to Achish Melech Gat. And before we explain, I just want to read two, three more verses. Vayomru avde Achish elav. Halo ze David Melech Haaretz. Halo leze yanu vamcholot leemor. He kash Shaul be'alafav v'David b'rivivotav. What does David say? Oops, my cover was blown. They recognized me. I better what? Disguise myself. Now that explanation, which I've studied from the time I was a child, does not make any sense. David went there knowing that he'd be recognized as David. How do I know that David went there knowing that he'd be recognized? He is carrying the sword of Goliath Haplishti. The sword of Goliath Haplishti is not some little pocket knife. Okay? He is carrying a large sword. That's number one. Number two, what do we know from the battle in Enekhaela? What was David not wearing? A shirion. He did not have a helmet. It was too large. He wasn't protected. His face was seen. When he goes to Achish Melech Gat, he's, and by the way, the Cherev, I want to add, he's not taking the Cherev for his own personal use. Charavot were made according to the size of a person. The weight and the size. And the weight of the Cherev is described. There's no way that David could have possibly used for his own protection the Cherev of Goyat HaPlishti, which even if you want to say that a giant is an exaggeration, he is a large person, right? Baal Midot, as we would say in Hebrew. He's a large person. There's no way he could possibly use that Cherev for himself. Why would he be using the Cherev? He wants to make an allegiance with Achish Melech Gat. What, how is Shaul referred, when the Pasuk where it says, Vayelech to Achish, how is Achish referred to? Melech Gat. How is Shaul referred to? Just Shaul. No Melech. Not Shaul HaMelech, Melech Yisrael. What is, let's read this Pasuk. Vayivrach, I'm reading verse 11. Uh, yeah, Vayakam David, Vayivrach Bayamahu Mipnei Shaul. No longer Melech. To where? Vayavoel. Who's my Melech from now on? Achish Melech Gat. His cover's not blown. He knew all along he wants Achish to accept him as maybe from now on he'll be the first in command for Achish. Why is David doing this? David feels completely despaired. Completely despaired. His wife, Michal, who helped him escape, yet what does she say to her father? He was going to kill me. So his wife, Michal, really turned him more into an enemy. She didn't say the truth when she tried to protect David. She helped him escape out the window, but then she accused him that he was trying to kill him. His best friend, Yonatan, who realizes that he is in trouble, instead 
And that his father, instead of joining David, what does it say? Go back. He goes back to his father. He's complete. Shmuel Hanavi does not help him. He doesn't say, I will offer you protection. He feels completely, completely alone in here. I want us to open up to uh, just one other story a little bit further on in Perak Havav in Shmuel Aleph. Perak Havav Pasuk Yotet. In a conversation that he has between him and Shaul later on. Perak Havav Pasuk Yotet. I have nowhere to live. Gershuni, I've been kicked out of my own land. Lemor, what? Leich avod Elohim acherim. You leave me no choice. But to do what? Leich avod Elohim acherim. I have to go to show my allegiance to a different, to a different religion, to a different kingdom. I'm not safe here. David HaMelech is completely despaired. And he goes to Gat with the Cherev. And it seems that Achish is going to accept him. And the only reason Achish doesn't accept him, let's continue reading, let's go back to Perak Chaf Aleph. Back to the parak that we're holding. Parakhaf Aleph. Let's read Pasuk Yud Aleph again. Vayakam David Vayrach Vayomahu Mipnei Shaul Vayavo El Achish Melech Gat Vayomru Avdei Achish Elav Halozeh David Melech Haaretz Halolezeh Yanu Vamcholot Lemor Hika Shaul Be'alafa V'David Birvivotav Vayasen David et advarim ha'ela bilvavo, vayira me'od mipnei achish melech gat. Now according to me, wh- wh- why is he afraid now? It's not because his cover was blown. He always went as David. He always went as David. But now what is, now what, what did the, the Abedim say? No, 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 don't trust him. Don't trust him. His plan it's not working out as well as he thought. That's one way of to explain. He says, don't trust him. This is Melech Aretz. Remember that battle with Achish Melech Gat? There's a beautiful Midrash that says, that says, look at his sword. The blood is still, the blood is still wet on that sword of Goliath. And you want him to come and be second in command here? Hello, Zavi, don't trust him. And then his plan isn't working. Vayira me'od mipnei Achish Melech Got. Now I want to explain this these psukim differently. I want to go read pasuk yud bet yud gemol. It says he heard what the servants were saying, and what was his response? Vayasem David et hadvarim ha'ele bilvavo. He took it to heart. It's not just I said it. He heard. He took what he said to heart. They said something that made David think differently. It's not that he happened to have overheard what they're saying about him. Had it just been overheard, what would it have said? Vaishma David. 
It doesn't say Vaishma David. Vayasem et hadvarim ha'ele bilvavo. He took it to heart. What did he take to heart? The, let's go back to the battle against Goliath. Going back to Perak Zion. Perak Zion, Pasuk Nun. Vayechezak David min haplishti, vakela uba evin, vayachet haplishti, vayamitehu vacherev, vayamitehu vacherev ein biyad David. He kills him without a cherev. When the women say, he David be'alafav, when the plishtim, sorry, when the plishtim quote the women singing, he David, what the women were singing, he remembers that battle. And he's telling himself, what has become to, of me? That battle of Hikash Shaul Ba'alafav David Birvivotav, I did not go out with a sword. How, why am I carrying out this sword of Shaul? What has become of me? Vayasem et hadvarim ha'ila bilvavo. They, Plishti, meant one thing. But they, strike, they, they did something to David. They reminded him of that battle. Especially when he's walking around with that sword. Why am I here with the sword? There's never Cherev Biyad David. Why am I here with Achish Melech Gat? Why have I despaired of God? The same God that brought that victory in Emek Ha'elah. He could protect me. When he went into the Mishkan, he doesn't even daven. Doesn't even say, he doesn't even open and say, oh, let me look for a short paratone that I just wrote here. <laughs> he doesn't look for any, he doesn't even, he doesn't even say that. There's not even a capital to Ellen there. He doesn't, he just says, I want food and ammunition. It's the, it's mamash, the opposite of what we know of David HaMelech. And he says, I better get out of here. No more allegiance with, I'm not making an alliance here, with Achish Melech Gat. I better get out of here. The sooner, the better. And that's where he makes this plan. He's going to make himself crazy. Why does Achish not kill him? Achish is hoping that one day he will come back to his senses and will join them. Achish says, if he was willing to come to me to, to, to make an alliance now, He'll come back one day, as he does later on in the book. He does come back. Let's continue reading in the, in the story. When Shmuel Aleph Perak Chaf Aleph. Vayasim David et had Pasik Yud Gimel. Vayasim David et had Vrim Hela Bil Vavo. Vayira Meod Mipnei Achish Melech Gat. No longer alliance. This is not my, my Ohev. This is an Ohev. I have to go back home. And he drools al adlatot hashar. He makes himself insane. You bring me a mishugainer? I have plenty of mishugaim. The Medrash says his wife was a little bit nutty. His daughter was nutty. I have plenty of my own nuts. What do I need? Another nut? Haze yavo el beiti. 
And David is thinking, I can't wait to get back home and write, I want to be in God's house. This is not the house I want to be. David Misham Notice there's no Vayivrach. There is no more Vayivrach. Up till now in Perak Yudchet, Perak Yudchet, Perak Chaf, David is always running away. He's no more long, running away. There is no more. The word Vayivrach is not going to appear anymore. David goes back. Vayelach. Also about 25 minutes away from here, road 38, goes to Me'arat Adulam. And his family hears him. And not only does his family come and join him, anybody who've had some, who, who the king is after them, what we call Marei Nevesh, all these bitter people join. Anyone who owes money, the whole Ishmar Nefesh, Vayihialahem Lissar, Vayihiyuk Arba Meot Ish. Now, the last time I heard of a, of a redhead with Arba Meot Ish was with Esav. And this is a danger, Omele David, with very angry people. He's with 400 angry people, our Ish David Ha'admoni. And he's going to have to teach these people a certain. Musar, Sichat Musar. And this Sichat Musar is one of the things that he's going to do in this parak. But before we get to this parak, let's continue what's going on in the meantime with Shaul. Pasuk Vav in Parak Habet. Vaishma Shaul ki no da David va anashima sher itom. Vishaul yoshev bagiva tachata eshel barama. And what's his, his, in his hand? Shaul is the one that always has in his hand a chanit. That's not David. That's Shaul. Vechanit, vechanito biyado. Vechol avadav nitzavim alav. Vayomer Shaul avadav. All his servants are surround, around him. Vayomer Shaul avadav hanitzavim alav. Shimuna bnei yemini. Benjamites. Gam lekulchem yiten ben yishai. Not using a person's name is a way of disrespect in Tanakh. Right? What does Rashi always say whenever we have Avraham, Avraham? Yaakov, Yaakov, what does Rashi always write? Lashon Chiba. Using a person's name twice is Lashon Chiba. Not using a person's name is Lashon Zilzul. Baal Hachalomot Halazeh Ben Yishai. Says Gam the Kochem Yitan Ben Yishai Sadotu Chamim the Kochem Yasib Sarel. Oh, what do you think he's going to come here? Well, why are you all helping out this Ben Yishai? No one's telling me where he is. Do you think he's going to be such a great king? You think he's going to go around giving out uh, fields? Gam lekulchem yiten sadotu chramim. What does it mean, gam lekulchem? In addition to me, I do give you look out. But do you think he looks out for you? Kik shartem kulchem alai ve'en golet ozni bichrot bnim ben yishai ve'en cholemikem alai begolet ozni. No one's telling me about what's going on behind the scenes. My son had a, made a covenant with uh, David. Kikim b'niyat avdi alai le'orev kayamazeh. Oh, there's one you can count on. Doeg Ha'edomi. Why can we count on Doeg Ha'edomi? One explanation is because he's the mercenary. He's not. He has no feelings. He, he doesn't care about any uh, uh, loyalty. He says, I'll, I'll help you. That's number one. Number two. What is Doeg Ha'edomi's job? He, what was he referred to? Remember from just a parak ago? Abir Haroim Asher Lidavid Asher Lishaul. 
he is a respectable general in Shaul's army. Who would he like to see the downfall of? The most respected general. Right? We have Doeg Haedomi. They're both competing on who's going to be the most, res- the most respected general. Right? He's in charge of the Avadim. Now already here is where he had the first um, lie. He came to Achimelech ben Achituv. Now he didn't come to Achimelech. He came to whoever happened to have been there. Achimelech happened to have been there. Did he ask Lo Bahashem? No. Did he give him Seida? What is Seida? Seida is what our kids pay, pack up for a three-day machane. Now that's a big, big bag. That's Seida. He gave him five loaves of bread. That's not Seida. Seida is packing someone up for a month with food. This is Mazlechem. There's a difference. He changes it. And the worst you always leave for the end. That cherev is always, means a lot to Shaul. That really represented David's victory and Shaul's, I would say, embarrassment would be a good word. Shaul's embarrassment. He's walking around with Cherev Goliath, flaunting Cherev Goliath Aplishti. By the way, no Natanlo. He didn't give it to him. We said David took it. Natanlo. Now, had Doeg Adami been truthful, what should he have said? David deceived Achimelech. Achimelech did not know that David was running away from the king. He asked him, what are you doing here? And David deceived him. Let's continue reading. Pasuk Yud Aleph. Vayishlach HaMelech likroat Achimelech ben Achituv HaKohen ve'et kobeit aviv HaKohanim asher benov vayavo kulam el HaMelech and they all show up in Giv'ah where the Melech lives. Vayomer Shaul Shmana ben Achituv Who is this demoted now? Achituv is Ben Achimelech is now referred to as Ben Achituv. Vayomer Hineni Adoni. Vayomer Elav Shaul. Lamakshatem alai ata uven yishai. Bitetchadolechem vechere vesha'olo belokim. Lakum alai lorevka yomazeh. Now what should Achimelech have answered? He deceived me. He deceived me. But, and you got to love his answer. Vayan Achimelech et Hamelech vayomer. Umi bechol avadecha kedavid neeman vechatan hamelech. Who do you have more loyal than you? Vesar el mishmatecha and venichbad bevetecha. Well, that's the last thing in the world Shaul wants to hear. He's the most important person in your house. You really see how innocent Achimelech is. He doesn't. He, he doesn't. He doesn't say I was. Uh, I was a, very different than Michal. When Michal saves, helps to save Shaul. Helps save David. She'll say, well, he threatens me. He's, he defends David. You think I, now this, I'm not going to get into different machlokot. Doesn't mean, do you think this is the first time I'm asking? Think I, I've asked before many times. Or is he saying, 
Do you think I've asked them? Hayom achilot, I didn't ask for him. I didn't ask Belokim. Chalilali. Av yasem ha-melech b'avado davar b'chol beit avi. Ki lo yadav decha b'chol zot davar katan agadol. And he doesn't say that David is. He says, I didn't know. And he's the greatest person you have. You will all die. Now, why does he want to kill all of the people of Nov? First of all, he's in a panic. He feels that no one's loyal to him. What did he just tell the people of uh, Binyamin? Do you think you'll all get fields? Where is Nov? In whose, in who, in whose territory is Nov? Nov is in the territory of Binyamin. If he kills 85 Kohanim, what does he immediately have? Territory to give. B'nai Binyamin. So he's not giving you land. Who is loyal to my, to, to the people? Who is going to give you land? I will give you land. That's one possibility as to why he's killing the, um, the 85 Kohanim. Uh, clearly, there is the panic, a panic here. But they lived in the area. It was an ear, ear Kohanim. And if there's no Kohanim, then there's no one living there. So, so now the, his servants refuse to kill the people, the Kohanim. But he knows there's one person that will agree. Doeg HaEdomi. We could definitely count on Doeg HaEdomi. Vayomer HaMelech, Pasuk Yedchet, LeDoeg. Sov Atav Gaba Kohanim. Of course, this all echoes in our minds the story of Shaul killing out Amalek. Here, what, what he was supposed to do with Amalek, to wipe them out, he didn't do with Amalek, but he did do with Kohanim Hashem. And from here, Chazal learned the famous saying, Anyone who is going to be merciful towards the cruel will end up to be, being cruel towards those who are merciful. There's only one left, Evyatar. And Evyatar escapes to David. And this is going to be, Shaul causes his own downfall. Later on, when he needs a Navi, he won't have a Kohen, a Kohen or he won't have a Kohen. When he'll need the ephod to find out, he won't have to be extent that he has to do what? Raise from the dead. Because he didn't leave anybody. And who is going to have the Kohen? David will have it. The only, David is the only one that's going to be having, who's going to have a Kohen. And so Evyatar runs after David. Vayagid Evyatar le David ki harag Shaulet Kohanei Hashem. He killed out, he wiped out the Kohanim. Vayomer David le Evyatar. Yadati bayomahu kisham doeg hadomi. Ki hagez yagid the Shaul. Anochisaboti bechol nefesh beit abicha. I should have known. I saw him. I should have known better. It's my fault. Shvar iti altira. Ki asher yevakeshet nafshi yevakeshet nafshecha. Ki mishmeret ata imadi. I will look out for you. Let's go back. Keeping one hand here in this parak. Let's go back to our parak tihilim. Mizmor lamedalid. Mizmor Lamedalid, which he said shortly after Mizmor Lamedalid, our Mizmor, 34. Pasuk Aleph. Shortly after he left Plishtim, Le David Beshano Toetamo Lifne Avimelech. Avimelech reminds us of the name Achimelech. We said the king's name is Achish. 
We want to use the name Avimelech because Achimelech is connected to this story. It's a name that will give us a little hint to put Achimelech into the story. Avimelech, Achimelech. Vayegarshehu vayelach. Avarchat Hashem. What's the first thing that he does? He was saved. He makes a Thanksgiving dinner. Avarchat et Hashem bechol et. There's a little play of words. When the police team were holding on to him, He was acting crazy in the Adam. Here, With you. Who is he talking to? I kept on using the people, the community. It's the 400 people that came to join him in Marat Adulam. They're all very angry. Very upset people. What does he tell them? Bahashem titalal nafshi. Listen to my story. Gadlula shemiti unroma mamashmoyatab. Darashiatashem vaanani umikol migurataitilani. And what are the four hundred people? They look up to him. He bituela vinaharu. Ufnehemayakparu. We have a leader who has been saved. And we have what we, we could, who's teaching us to look up to God. And what does David answer? It's not just me. You too. God will look out for you. The word ta'am is the play on words. The first ta'am. says now he also sense. We take sense. Taste. Tamu Ru Kitov Hashem Ashrei Hagever. You're all Gvarim. You're four hundred Gvarim here. But even the Gever needs to be Chose in Hakadosh Baruchu. Yiru et Hashem Kedoshav Ki Ein Machsor. Another little play of words. Achish Melch God said, Hachasar Mishugaim Anochi. We have that little Machsor here. Ein Machsor Lireav. Kfirim Rashu Veraevu. I know you think our enemies are who are evil. They're always successful. That's not how it's going to end. Kfirim. However, those who seek out God, now he's become a God seeker. He's talking about himself. He didn't always seek God. So now he got, said, we're all, we all want to become part of your vision. What do we do? I'll teach you. And the extra bonus is how to add life and not diminish life. Ohev yamim liratov. Netzor l'shoncha meira, the story of Doeg, which Eviatar HaKohen just told him about. It says, Netzor l'shoncha meira, l'shon hara can cause death. Not just, we're not talking about long life, it can cause death. Usfatecha midaber mirma. This is not Doeg. This is talking about himself. He was Merameh. When did David re- deceive someone? David deceived Achimelech HaKohen. Had Achimelech known that David is a Moret Bamachut, he would have had the opportunity, maybe not to help him, maybe to escape, maybe to think of a plan to save himself. He was deceived. David himself says, Anochi Hasiboti, I caused this. I want you to look on your source sheets. The Gemara also says this. On the second, on the second page, uh, source number five. Amar lo hakadosh baruch le David, ad matai yihye avon zetamun biyadcha al yadcha nehergan nov ira koanim. 
was destroyed because of you. When he says, that is also referring to himself. Let's go back to our parak. Sur Merav Asetov Bake Shalom Verotfehu. In Sefer Shmuel, the Rodef is Shaul. David refers to him. Achare mi ata Rodef. Shaul is the Rodef. They are the near Dafim. And these are four hundred very angry men who are ready to go out and kill. And what does David say? We are going to restrain ourselves. We are also going to be Rodfim. But what are we going to be, Rodef? Shalom. We are going to be Rodef Shalom. We will be, which is what Shaul does with Shaul, which is what David does with Shaul till the end of his days. We will be Rodef, but we will be Rodfe Shalom. Bake Shalom ve Rodfehu. Einei Hashem el Tzadikim ve Oznav el Shavatam. Pnei Adonai ba'osei ra lachrit me'eret zichram. Tsa'aku ve Adonai shamea umikol tzarotam hitzilam. Karov Hashem Nishbarei Lev. He's speaking to Nishbarei Lev. At the beginning, you know, he's talking about all this excitement. He feels so happy. But at the end of the day, these 400 people are people who are afflicted, broken hearts, miserable lives. And what does he say? Karov Hashem Nishbarei Lev. You are, and God is close to those Dakai Ruach, those who are low in spirit. He's those who he's, that's who he's talking to. Rabot Raot Sadiq. David doesn't elude himself. These people are not they, they do suffer. He says, and he acknowledges that. Rabot ra'ot tzadik. However, mikulam Shomer kol atzmotav. You can be, we will be, we're afflicted. But every, our afflictions are external. At the end of the day, shomer kol atzmotav. The core exists. Temotet rasha ra'a v'sonei tzadik yeshamu. Podea donai nefesh avadav v'lo yeshamu. Kol hachosim, kol hachosim bo. Let's go back now to Shmuel Aleph, Perek Chavbet, the very end. Shmuel Aleph, Perek Chavbet, Pasuk Chavgemo. He tells Eviatar, Shva iti al tira. He tells Eviatar, I will from now on look out for you. The next story. Kaila is a Judean city. It says they're fight, the Plishtim are fighting against the Judean city. This is the David that, that came full circle from Emekaela down to Achish. He goes back. Vayishal David Bahashem Ha'elech Vehayikidi Pasuk Dalit Vayosef Odlishol Bahashem. Once again, he said Vayishal David Bahashem Pasuk Yud Vayomer David Hashem Elokei Yisrael. Shema Shema Abdecha Kimevake Shaul says, I hear, he, once again he turns to God and he says, I hear that Shaul is coming to Keilah. Keilah is the city that he had protected from the hands of Plishtim. And he says, God, will the people of Keilah hand me over to Shaul? And what does God say? Yes! 
But he doesn't run away this time. He doesn't run away. He just, he protects him. He doesn't run to Achish. His own people are going to, his own tribe, that he just saved them. But he doesn't get despaired. He learns the lesson. He kad Shaul David and from now on, he will be Mevakesha Tashem. And just to end with two, three psukim from Perak Nunvav in Tihilim. Perak Nunvav Pasuk Aleph. Where did this Perak take place? When he actually was in Plishtim. I think maybe this Perak would take place right after he overheard God, here is where he turns to God. It takes Nunvav Pasuk Aleph. When they were holding on to Plishtim Begat. Read Pasuk Dalid. Yom Ira Ani Elecha Evtach. Ba Elohim Ahalel Devaro. Ba Elohim Batachti. Lo ira maya aseli maya sebasali. This parak is we wrote was in Plishtim. This is where he that cha- right after I perhaps he heard that but he made Mayasamatadrain Bilibo. He made that switch, he made that change, he turns to God here, and the Perak Hodaya and the Perak Didakti he wrote there. Let's end with a nice midrash of David on the last sheet, source number seven. Tihilim Samach Aleph. Agur beohalecha olamim echeseb beseter chanfecha sela. Vechiel tal da toshal david shechai vekayam lolamim. David Amalek says, I wish I could live forever, eternally, under the wing of God. The Medrash asks, Did David Hamelech think he can possibly live eternally? Vechiel tal da toshal david shechai vekayam lolamim. Elakachamar david, lifnei hakadosh brochu. Ribono shalolam, es keshe yudivarai neemarim bebatek nesiot ubebatei midrashot. Halavai that should be zoche that my words should be studied in batei midrash and batei nesiot. Baruch shezachinu liomodet varav bebeit midrashenu zeh.